This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Zach Valenti. I am your second Bad Ideas host because our dear co-host, Sarah Shackett, is not with us today. Oh, Zach, we're we not going to do the thing where I pretend to be Sarah. I can like just like be like, <laughs> and, and and my name is Sarah Shackett, and I'm your third bad. I think it's whoa, seamless. Sarah. I, I thought you I, couldn't make it today. No, no, no. Here I am, Zach. This is me. <laughs> no, this terrible joke must end. <laughs> Having met Sarah, I mean, don't sell yourself short. I mean, it did sound like her. So, <laughs> in no Sarah world, unfortunately, <laughs> is out today. Uh, so we are the poorer for that, but we are much the richer for having our special guest star and guest host for this episode, Eric Saris, co-creator and co-producer of Marsfall. Oh, thanks, guys. Really, really happy to be here. Excited to uh, riff on some good ideas, right? <laughs> and that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly yep. uh, wrong. You have, a, you have a tough road ahead of you. You punked me right away? Are you kidding me? Eric, before we jump into the bad stuff that we do, uh, can you tell the folks at home about the good stuff that you do? Like, uh, what is Marsfall? Why should people be listening? Because, spoilers, they should be listening. Oh, well, thank you for the endorsement. And uh, yeah, Marsfall is a science fiction podcast. Uh, we're wrapping up our third season right now, and it follows some of the first colonists to settle on Mars as they try to survive on the red planet. We've got glowing rocks. We've got alien shadow monsters. We've got malicious AI. We've got super friendly AI. And we've got it's an got amazing cast, cast of characters and you know awesome writers. So yeah, I definitely would love for more people to tune in and see if our colonists make it to the of this series alive highly highly recommended it's a very fun space romp adventure about a dysfunctional group of people that have to learn to come together if they're going to survive i don't know why but i feel that people that listen to me and zach might have an appetite for that in their lives might be familiar um, so yeah definitely 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 check out mars fall it's a very very fun show uh that can also be deeply emotionally upsetting at times and I promise we had not listened to any Wolf 359 before we started Marsfall. So any similarities <laughs> are just us all tapping into the great cultural zeitgeist. I I think that we have a lot of the same books and films yes. and like comic books on our shelves. And we Definitely. listen to a lot of the same music in high school, that kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So lot, lots of classical symphonies. Yeah. That's what and I listen actually, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, oh, okay. that, that Gustav Holst. Yeah, uh, you know, representation going strong. Definitely explains <laughs> your soundtracks. I love it. <laughs> All right. And thus concludes the portion of the evening where we talk about good things. Let's now move on to our meat and potatoes. This is No Bad Ideas, the show where Zach and I find the worst ideas on the internet. Mm. And then we present them to each other and to our bedraggled <clears throat> guest host. And then we give ourselves just 10 very short minutes to make it into the pitch for a good story. I have the first bad idea today. Eric, Zach, are you ready to jump into the bad? Yes, sir. Can we be ready? Is there such a thing as <laughs> I mean, ready? I'm ready? For this one, you can't. <laughs> you, you, you are, you're not ready for this one. I smell this. it's got a plot twist. All right, let's jump in. Uh, dear listeners, if you would like to read along, there will be a link to this article in the episode description. From AP News, the headline reads embarrassed burglar leaves $200, flees home with his AR-15. I don't like the sound of where this is going. Wow. It's surprisingly wholesome. So (laughs) the article reads, the owners of a New Mexico home were doubly surprised over the weekend to find a burglar in their house with an AR-15. And then to have him apologize, give them money, and leave embarrassed. The man had slept, bathed, 
dined and had some beer at the home on the outskirts of Santa Fe before the owners returned and discovered him, according to a Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office police report cited by the Albuquerque Journal. He had an AR-15 scoped rifle, but didn't threaten them or take any of their jewelry or other belongings. Instead, he gave the homeowners $200 as, quote, a reimbursement for the window he broke, the report said. The suspect, (laughs) about six feet tall and in his late 20s, also shared a bit of his story, telling the owners he was running from someone and that his family had been killed in East Texas. According to the report, he said his car had broken down outside Santa Fe. The homeowners told the authorities the man was, quote, extremely embarrassed and apologetic about the situation. The report states, the suspect left the home with his duffel bag and gun, walking down a ditch. His alleged larcenies totaled a grand $15, the report said. Sheriff's deputies came to the home and searched the ditch, but didn't find anyone. So who knows where this man went off to? Wow. Jesus. All right, this is what I bring to you, the world's most apologetic burglar. (laughs) The world's most apologetic, extremely heavily armed burglar. That's the key right there. Yeah. Yeah. And let me set (laughs) 10 minutes on this timer. Wow. How can we make this into a story? Airbnb has shit on Bob's B&B, where you don't get to choose that your place is now a B&B. I was going to say, this feels like a covert Airbnb ad, you know, like, like there will be some damage, but. You know, it, you're going to treat someone nice, you know, give them a place to sleep. It'll be and, fine. Uh, yeah, very little background checks needed. And off you that's go. That's right. That's right. Save that $15 for the cleaning fee. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're making, we're making a commercial for Airbnb. This is this is now the pitch. I mean, branded content is all the rage, right? Oof, I, I kind of feel like whether this is a 30 second commercial or a full series, my gut is also leaning toward a gritty Goldilocks and the Three Bears reboot. <laughs> You got someone breaking into a house. You got someone just, you know, checking it out, having some beer, you know, AR-15. This ain't your kids, Goldilocks. This is rated R. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's 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 run with it. <laughs> right. And also like a Goldilocks who's apparent who is apparently on the run from something that yeah. like destroyed their home. Well, it's important to get the origin story. I mean, I don't think we ever knew why Goldilocks went into the house of the three bears. And we probably shouldn't make it about bears. I think we were talking about earlier. So, you know, we got this people that own this house in New Mexico. You know, um, do we know anything about the burglar that that broke in? Did they? Well, from his own testimony, it sounds like his family was murdered. Yeah. And they're and like whoever was responsible for that is coming for him. Um, I, I'm not sure it's made so explicit that it's not possible that he murdered his family and whoever liked them better is after him now. So I think yeah. we can fictionalize this as much as we like. Um, <laughs> it sounds like yeah. a sticky situation, whatever it is. Yes. I, I'm just wondering. It sounds like he was in trouble. In trouble. I mean, I'm just wondering if, you know, he had maybe done this. And and maybe some bears had broken into his house and murdered <laughs> some people. And so now we have this vendetta of him bouncing over to other houses owned by bears and sleeping and eating their food. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like real, <laughs> real, like very low key Kill Bill energy. Yeah. Yeah. But like the embarrassment, I think, is really key, like to, you know, kind of fleshing out this character. I feel like, like, is this a result of the trauma of like seeing your family mauled, you know, to death by bears? And so you're just kind of embarrassed that you had an AR-15. You couldn't fend off this horde (laughs) of wild animals. And so you've been living this regret. You're wandering the streets of New Mexico and you're like, you know what? There's a house and I want to go in. See, I'm missing some steps. (laughs) Is, Is this version of Goldilocks? Played by Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I'd right. go for that. I would right. go for that. Moving. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he would look good in a blonde wig because you have oh, to yeah. have he'd, the Goldilocks. He'd, he'd pull it the hell off, absolutely. Yeah. So maybe Goldilocks is actually like his uh, code name. Maybe he's a disgraced former spy. You know, he's older. I don't. Li- I don't. I, I don't hate that. I think that's a. I think that's a smart 
twist on it. Yeah. I mean, if we can keep pouring more and more into the backstory and focus less on like the actual <laughs> content, I think that is really the ticket to making this a blockbuster hit for Airbnb's, you know, branded content. Sure, uh, right, five, right, right, five right. 30 second episode rush. For, <laughs> for the new movie that like, in order to see it, you have to watch it through the Airbnb app right. on your phone. So you, you stitch it to... all together. It's a trailer. Yeah. Every exactly. time that you stay at an Airbnb, you get another 10 minutes, 10 minute yes. increments. So you have to have like 10 mm -hmm. Airbnb stays in order to get like the full night. Or right. the experience. Made, of course, in <laughs> consultation with the former production team at Quibi. Exactly. Oh, R yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yo, and I, I believe, you know, this could be the way of Quibi, uh, you know, rebranding themselves. Maybe this doesn't even need to be a trailer for a movie. Maybe this is an immersive uh, pay-to-play game on your phone, mm. you know, a spinoff of the app. <laughs> so I got my producer right on. I can't come up with story ideas. I'm just how are we gonna market this? Well, like, I was gonna that say, be the like, that's fine, that's fine. But we gotta get into the story beats of the cutscenes. Like where where do we yes, end right. and how do we get there? Yeah. So um, you know, what what would disgrace Kiana Goldilocks? And again, and, and part of it is that like in the original Goldilocks story, like she's lost in the woods. Like yeah. the house is kind of this like refuge the seeming refuge, at least, from sort of more <laughs> okay. obvious dangers kind of around her. Okay, um, there you go, yeah. So I think around. that, like, yep. he needs to be under some kind of pressure in mm. order to, like, find himself going into the house, whether that is somebody's hunting him or there is, or, like, he's, you know, like, he's the most wanted man because the police have been corrupted by whatever mafia don he's after or something. He needs to get off the street now. So what do you guys make of this? I recently saw a Benicio del Toro, or not Benicio del Toro, um, Guillermo uh, del Toro. Guillermo, del, yeah, that. Thank you, that del Toro. Uh, so many <laughs> del Toros to keep track of. Um, so I'm thinking about Pan's Labyrinth, um, and mm. I'm just imagining this like poor Texas man um, losing his family to an encroaching bear attack. Yep. <laughs> Only I'm with you. to have a surreal experience of like in like trying to escape and like just running out the door with like his go bag and like his gun, like getting mm -hmm. lost in the woods of Texas. Are there woods in Texas? Anyway, there's some like, woods in Texas, at least probably. Yeah. 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 Get, get, getting basically uh, like finding himself at the doorstep of a house in the woods only to like find out that it's like a real life Goldilocks situation where he's like now breaking into a house of bears, maybe the bears that like <laughs> broke Ooh. into his place, but they're like, yes. you know, now talking and walking on their hind legs, which they also mm. do. But, you know, now they're doing yeah. it because they're like anthropomorphized. I mean, I think, you know, he, he's got to be following the trail that they left. Right. So he's tracked it down. Maybe these three bears are in the house. So he's like breaking and he's observing them. You know, he, the best way to to get revenge on your family's killers, right, is to, to live their lives. Like when they're out of the house, he's like sleeping Jesus. in their bed. You know, mm -hmm. he's living well food. is the best revenge when you do it in their house. Yeah. And then you get your revenge even further with with your gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the tagline. So it just becomes like <laughs> the extended reservoir dog scene with. Oh, God. Uh, who was that guy? Oh Which God. one was it? Mr. Mr. Blonde. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that yeah, psychopath. With the, like, with the Steelers wheel song. Oh. So we definitely need a shot of our Keanu Gully locks in the trunk opening up, you know, from the inside. And out. inside there's a bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with just a bear cub. And it's, oh, twist. It's Winnie the Pooh. Oh my God. Oh my Jesus God. Christ. This is, there's yeah. so much I told you, this is a gritty reboot. <laughs> and Winnie the Pooh <laughs> is public domain. We can do gritty. it. It's public domain now. <laughs> That's true. Wait, seriously? Uh, yeah. yeah. Winnie the Pooh like a couple domain. months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> <laughs> Making this. <laughs> I believe there's even some um, audio fiction pieces already in the works of people kind of doing some new. Winnie the Pooh stuff now That's that true. it is in the public playground. I have heard about that. Yeah. The silly yeah, old bear. Wow. Yeah. Um, but focus on this gritty reboot. I think Keanu Goldilocks has got to take out the parents and it's a showdown with baby bear Winnie the Pooh. There's the 43 seconds on the clock, by the way. Um, so, you know, just like no pressure, but like 
How does yeah. it end? What is the lesson? What is the takeaway? Uh, what is it called? And uh, who's no good? Very bad weekend. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you don't want to call it like just right or something like that. Oh, oh yes, just right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> package it phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal um, my mind is just racing thinking about who could voice winnie the pooh but i guess that's that's a conversation for another time i'm assuming we're up <laughs> we, we you have uh three more seconds well one now that i nope then now now that now it's time now the time has run out jk Simmons, uh, just saying for winnie the pooh <laughs> winnie the pooh a young J.K. Simmons voice. J.K. Simmons doing a young Winnie the Pooh voice. I'll leave you with that. This is enough for a teaser. All right, so. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh has never been more concerned with pictures of Spider Man, but he, <laughs> but he really wants them now. This is the base of the hardcore showdown. Wow, tremendous <laughs> job, you guys. My um. My hats off. My my porridge is out. Like my my chairs. Like everything. I'm just like throwing it all out because wow, that went. To all kinds of places. Well done. It's a lot of Amazing. world building. Get into that Airbnb branded content, 30 second spot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's see what branded content we can come up with with our second bad idea. And I am delighted to uh, inflict this idea upon you. And what a surprise! We're on theme. Mm-hmm. May I introduce you to, via the New York Times, link in the show notes to none other then Hank the Tank from friend of the show, Kim Prozice. Uh Hank the Tank, wait a, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm familiar bear. with this idea, Zach, and I am, we are pro-Hank in this house. We are, I will not have Hank's good name. <laughs> Hank is not the bad idea. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Good, good, good. All right, in that case, proceed. Hank is hopefully not going to be the victim of the worst idea in this story. Great. Definitely the hero. Uh, <laughs> since the summer, a black bear known as Hank the Tank has made a 500-pound nuisance of himself in South Lake Tahoe, California, breaking into more than two dozen homes to rummage for food and leaving a trail of damage behind. So far, nobody has been able to deter Hank, said Pete Tira, a spokesman for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Department officials and the local police have tried to, quote, haze the bear with paintballs, beanbags, sirens, and tasers. All bad ideas, but he is too drawn to humans and their food to stay away for long. Quote, it's easier to find leftover pizza than go into the forest, Mr. Tira said on Sunday. Residents have called the police about Hank more than 100 times since July as he continues to rampage through Tahoe Keys, a gated community about 190 miles northeast of San Francisco. Now the authorities are trying to trap Hank and possibly euthanize him, which is the bad idea. Long live Hank. So with that said, uh, there's some more details about how these... uh, Bears have plagued the area for years, but this is for sure the biggest and the baddest uh, for the local residents um, who are locking their doors and hoping that that helps. Um, But also that uh, they say he is quite the gentleman. Um, He doesn't threaten anybody or growl at anybody. He just, quote, sits there and eats. So with this very kind nuisance, neighborhood nuisance, I will give you 10 minutes on the clock. So one moment, one moment, just because I know multiple people who have been closely monitoring the story ever since it first came out. And if I didn't jump in for a moment, we would get at least one dozen emails about this. Um, I do just want to point out that after in the most recent articles, there has been additional forensic analysis, including some amount of like DNA evidence that revealed that actually there were at least three other bears involved in like break-ins that were attributed to Hank the Tank. Um, oh my it God. It turns out that he was mostly being the fall guy for crimes committed by <laughs> other bears in the area. And that he is mostly again, just kind of like being like very gentle and sitting around and not actually doing a lot of the like more terrible break-ins. Um, so you know, like hashtag Barry is a hero. Um, (laughs) you know, we stand Hank in this house. He wasn't Uh, working alone. He wasn't working alone. He was part of a bear gang. Um which I think is possibly one way, like, you know, talk about your gritty reboots, that gritty Yogi Bear reboot 
is yeah, you, you know where he is finally like he forms a gang and moves out of Jellystone Park to go Fuck like to the big your picnic basket. I'm coming yeah. for your fridge. <laughs> My mind definitely went there for sure. <laughs> hey boo boo. <laughs> because you do like a gritty reboot that's really a guise though for like a heartwarming tale about you know the terror of a town who wins over the townspeople's hearts you know by showing that you know his actions were justified right um and that you know maybe this is more of like a robin hood angle like he's just trying to get mm. some food for his other bears i couldn't hibernate you know due to different things and um you know he's just been going from home to home not necessarily eating garbage but i think the leftovers yeah. Of uh of foods that you know he could have ordered. And this is my segue into making this branded content for Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. The man is a maniac, ladies and gentlemen. Please cut yeah, us in for stopped. 10%. <laughs> yeah. He's just watching over, you know, making sure that, you know, the the correct food is given for the correct bear. Sure. And this is just to support local gig economy. And this is motivated by, like, the environmental destruction that has made it impossible for him and the other bears to eat what they normally eat. So he's a little bit like, you know, I'm stealing from the rich to give to the hungry, um, you know, kind of a thing. And if we can blame humanity, that's great. I mean, that's hot right now. Like, just you know, that, really that's, yeah, shitting that's on really, humanity. That's really in vogue so, yeah. right now. <laughs> I think, yeah, we can and really capitalize punch on up, that. Right? You yeah. gotta punch up, right? Oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a bear, you know, you're definitely punching up into a human's face. <laughs> And then tearing them down. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless you're talking, <laughs> unless he stands on his hind legs, then kind of no matter what, then, he's yeah. punching down. Well, then he's yeah scraping down, tearing he's off faces. Down. But yeah, 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 yeah. You're dead. <laughs> you have to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, I also I think that this all gels very well, if for nothing else, because Hank the Tank is a great like gang name. You know, yeah, like, that's like a great yeah. like criminal name. Um, yeah, that is quality. Yeah, but that's what the people are trying to paint it as. I mean, he's really trying to improve the neighborhood, picking up litter, yeah, ensuring the hungry are hungry no more. Really, being a gentleman, really he's Hank like, the thankful. Yeah, yeah, Hank the sweetheart just like really doesn't get the home associations. <laughs> no, it's fired it's up. This whole yeah. media spin. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like a war of propaganda. Like, you know, the bear gang sweeps into town, steals some like yeah. harmless items, leaves a graffiti that is just like, you know, Hank, the very grateful and willing to like negotiate was here. But then like the human authorities sweep in and are like, right. no, 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 this no, he won't breaks do. into yeah. a home and he leaves $200 next to the fridge <laughs> that he emptied yeah. out. No one's talking about that. That's right. Replace you know? the window he broke. Man, yeah, America, cool. you can come in with a gun and they let you go. But if you're a bear. But if you're a bear. <laughs> uh, uh, they just suddenly want to kill you. <laughs> I mean, come on. Who here on this call has not hopped someone's fence, taken a swim in their pool, you know, taken their Uber Eats? You know, who? who? I mean, I've, I've thought about it. Pro- promo code Hank the Tank. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who among us is without sin yeah yeah well, you know let's not cast who hasn't like crashed any bear we see for a week when you were technically homeless quote unquote now i think is this a direct sequel to the goldilocks reboot or is this i uh, I, this, I think it's a I mean, prequel it a spin-off. i think it's a prequel, oh, it's a prequel. i think it establishes Either. the bear community oh, so i think that I hank see, I must see. have been he must have been framed for the murder in texas then you know and this is why uh you know, he's moved on wow. to California, even though Keanu Goldilocks has gone to New Mexico. It's, it's all full circle. Threw off the trail. Yep. Wow. Yep. Is this the first time, Zach, that like we've ended up having like two stories that ended up being like part of a cycle on No Bad I Ideas? Mean, I, I think, I think this is a No Bad Ideas first. Wow. Well done, Eric. I, I mean, I, I can't think, you know, smaller than multiple series when we're talking about creating <laughs> branded content. I just can't. You know, make it make it short. No, We're no, four no. minutes you and gotta, twenty seconds on the clock. That franchise, yeah, franchise oh, is yeah. what brings the bacon home. Yeah, and as a franchise owner of both Airbnb and Uber Eats, uh, or am I allowed to say that? Are we allowed to say that? You can say whatever you want, baby. This is the show about bad ideas. Okay, cool. But if you could like just like put a beep, you know, over that. If if anyone that works at Airbnb listens, like you can target the audience that way, right? Sure. Like yeah, 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 yeah. No, we'll programmatic yeah, okay, cool. this. We'll 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 create multiple cuts. Uh, just so like I, say so like yeah. the different versions of what you own. I have a sales call with the 
Uber on top of the car display ads tomorrow. So uh, okay, we'll uh, okay. we'll we'll see what their budget range is for this. Sure, just give me the rundown after it. You know, you know, cut me in on a little slice. You know, I I, I want to take my model after Hank the thankful and not ask for too much. <laughs> so yeah, we, we have, have officially gotten crazy we meta. So like, let's bring it back. <laughs> Like let's 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 get back to the story. We gotta land this plane. Robin Hood bear gang in the town. Who's the sheriff of Nottingham? Like who's who's the enemy? Who's like the bad guy? Who's the antagonist? A human for sure. Or or can I pitch you on one of those robot police dogs? Ooh, that's topical. All right, I'm sold. But but tell me what I just bought. (laughs) Well, its name is Spot, and it's about seventy thousand dollars. And because it uh, spots you. Yeah, and they they say that they're not going to fire guns, but it's just a matter of time. Sure, sure. I mean, they they sure seem to fire tranquilizer guns at bears indiscriminately, so it's a slippery slope. Oh, but then, like, we make, like, spot, like, you know, at first he doesn't succeed, so then he gets, like, real bulky, and he has this, like, armor plating, (laughs) and so then it's, like, Hank, Mm. the tank, versus the actual tank in the battle of the gank. Like, I think it'll be, I think it'll be great. This is good. This is good. Is it, Eric? Is it good? (laughs) 500 pound not, bear versus it's not the worst thing i've seen recently on tv so. 120 pound robot dog i want to be like yes. abundantly clear that this is like probably animated like no no creatures will be harmed in the making of this yes movie, for but God like sakes. jungle book animated like Sure, like sure, uncanny sure, sure, valley sure. realism animated sure sure like you i don't know i feel like i want to go spielberg you gotta shell out get that animatronic thing. That <laughs> sure, sure that's fine that's fine that's fine real oh but you just mean like you know some like magic special effects like he's shooting something out of his claws like that kind of animation i, I think the idea being that uh no bears are harmed in the making of this project yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah of course of course i don't think oh. it's an of course in this industry but i appreciate your <laughs> Well, I, as a brood, I stand by, we do not harm any bears on any of our projects. I think that's an unspoken rule. We do harm lots of robot dogs because, you know, fuck them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can you harm a robot? Is there, without a nervous system? That's the tagline for the movie right there. Can you harm a robot dog? I'm hitting the button again. Too meta, too meta. Back to the story. (laughs) Actually, Zach, how much time do we have left? We have a minute. (laughs) Okay, so the dog... So the dog is is getting too programmed to to be too much of a menace. And so now it's mm. starting to threaten the people of the town. They don't know how to stop it. They don't know how to control it. They can only call on one oh, shit. bear to save them all. Oh, Hank, shit. The tank. And that is what finally kind of lets them find equilibrium when Hank saves them. They kind of understand, yeah. like, you know, we must be in balance. And from that day forward, they solved the problem of him breaking into their houses by making an offering outside in mm. their lawns. Exactly. Yes. A ham and a day becomes, keeps uh, Hank away. Yeah. By leaving <laughs> that picnic basket. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yes. And I believe that leaves the door open for more Yogi uh, sequels because you can have a cult. When does form he go town, public you know? domain? <laughs> I don't know, but but the second he does, we do the Hank the Tank sequel where all of a sudden Hank comes in for his basket and the basket isn't there because another bear rolled into town and stole it. There's your rivalry. That's right. That's right. There's the sequel, baby. Yeah. And uh, hey, boo boo, that's time. Bear v. Bear. (laughs) God damn. I love me some bear stories. Oh, my God. Two for two. Thank you for bearing this genius upon us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bad. There's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, dear listeners, we're going to, we're going to, let's be real, maybe go look at some bear videos or something for a couple yeah. minutes, uh, but we're going to take a quick break. Um, so we're going to have a quick message and then we'll be right back to talk to Eric. We had planned to talk about like his show and his own work, but really the way this is going, we might just talk about bears. Um, so but stay hey, tuned and find out. Three times the charm. Hello there, Zach Valenti jumping into this episode with this brief reminder that we have an active Patreon page to support the production of No Bad Ideas and all the other crazy worlds we're building behind the scenes. To check that out, scope the sweet rewards we offer for monthly subscriptions 
as well as how to sign up yourself, head on over to nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. If you already support the show, we so appreciate that. And regardless, thank you for listening. All right, let's get back to more No Bad Ideas. And we are back from staring into the abyss that is bears, and we're back. Bears, bears, the bears, bears. Ooh, <laughs> Eric Saras. Yeah. Okay, uh, it was my turn to <laughs> talk with us about his journey in podcasting and sure. just all things Mars Falls. Happy to be here. So, Eric, let's begin with you know this is a show about bad ideas um, and like poor choices. What set of bad choices led you to podcasting? How did you end up? in this unseemly neighborhood in which we all live. Yeah, so um, it's been a really wild journey for me. I studied music performance. I majored in undergrad and grad in bass trombone performance. I also play some tuba, so all the cool stuff. That sounds um, like the sort of thing that would lead you, lead you to somewhere reputable though. You think so, but uh, when, the, when there's like one audition every year for a job that pays like you know $15,000 for the whole year, um, yeah, sometimes right, that puts some perspective when you're one of like 65 people going for that audition. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but I really, really loved, um, on the side when I was doing my music stuff, uh, focusing on chamber music. I played with a brass quintet, um, for several years and also conducted some ensembles. So, um, I had a lot of fun, like running those groups and like working, collaborating with people and kind of coming out of that, I moved to New York city for my grad studies and I have just always been obsessed with telling good stories and like watching good stories. Um, you know, what little music composition I've done has always been story based. Uh, for those of you who know, I, I work with um, three other guys, Dan Lovely, Sam Bose Miller and Brian Goodhart. And Dan and I went awesome to some folks. They, yeah, I mean, I can vouch for that for sure. Um, but yeah, Dan and I went to high school together. So a lot of my music composition would feature him as a narrator on some pieces. And then I was like, why am I trying to force this aged classical music crowd to get into like narration with pieces? And why is this? You're going to you know, drag method? them kicking and screaming yeah. into the 21st century. It's a slow drag, man. <laughs> and also like, you know, trying to hook, you know, newer younger listeners to classical music in general and um it just like wasn't really happening and i was like fuck it i need to be making movies is like that's how you reach people because that was the thing i want to share art with lots of people so i took some screenwriting classes and producing classes um and uh movies are expensive unless you're like i was gonna say like we're now we're now the 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 reputability level is falling like it's like yeah all right now we're getting into the good stuff yeah so so i went to the bottom of the barrel and lo and behold in the darkness i heard podcasts here 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 in the pit (laughs) yeah exactly um i mean but all, all like joking aside i was just really blown away by hearing um welcome to night vale like most mm. other people was the first fiction podcast um and then migrating from there to black tapes uh so i was like you know we have this idea to make this tv show about mars that we really wanted to do that started off as just a ripoff of lost because we just love that tv show so and good still amongst us hasn't made a show that is basically a ripoff about lost really yeah. come on well that's where brian comes into play because he hates that show and he is always steering <laughs> us away from that when we do our story outline. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful like, can we do more star trek and less star wars and the three of us are like no so <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah like so we we had kind of this idea outlined and then went from there and so we decided let's make a podcast and we learned a lot from you know we'll just record everything on our iphone and you know just we can mix it together um you know on our own just get some like live fully sound effects and uh that was Dan and Sam and I. And then we were like, no, we need someone who can really do a, a job. So that's how we met Brian. And here we are making podcasts for the last like six years. So, so that a little bit covered what I was going to ask next. But like, what is the story of Mars Fall season one? Like, how, how did you how did you find actors? How did you get it recorded? Like, what was editing it like? Like, how, like, how was 
your first foray into making basically a television show for your ears. And it's a ton of work. Yeah. And that is exactly how we always pitched it. It was like, this is TV for your ears. And that's how we always wanted to go. So sound like design quality, um, which now is quite prevalent in indie shows and corporate funded shows. But back then there were a few shows um, like us and like you guys too, that were like really focusing on great sound design. So uh, putting together that season one, it took about a little over a year to write the scripts for the first five episodes. And for casting, I mean, Dan and Sam are both actors and we, you know, had other friends that we just kind of roped into it. Fortunately, everybody was willing to work, you know, on deferred pay for season one. And we just wanted to tell like a cool story that had a lot of mystery about it. And writing those scripts um, is very different from working on season four right now. But like, just let's write it and see where the story takes us. And uh, we were just having a lot of fun and having met Brian and, and Owen, our other sound designer, um, just, you know, hearing the magical worlds that they could build for commercials. We were like, well, these are the guys who can really kind of flesh out our scripts into something like really, really special to go in that direction of, of TV for your ears. So it kind of came together, you know, relatively quick. I mean, to do it in roughly like 13 months, then we spent a couple other months writing the final three episodes and recording those. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, we were learning everything as we went along and we are still learning so, so, so much about how to just always make it better, and, and not just for us, but more importantly, how do we make it better for the people that are working for us? Now, Lost, very, very, very famously, the writers had everything worked out from, you know, like from the get-go, <laughs> very famously. And every at every point in the show, it's very clear that <laughs> everything was fully mapped out. Oh, yeah, totally. Nothing was as, winked. As, as, <laughs> as one of the, uh, like... Just to be clear, folks at home, I kid gently because I adore Lost. <laughs> I like it's Lost, but yeah, <laughs> seminal show um, for um, our upbringing. Although I will not pretend that it doesn't have some warts. Um, <laughs> yes, Marsfall likewise also has. You know, not to get into spoilers, but there's definitely like some mysteries. There's like mm-hmm. weird alien tech. There's some you know unexplained phenomenon about like why our survivors ended up being survivors and how they ended up being where they are. How much do you guys as writers, when you started out, did you like, you know, get together and figure out the answer? And then it kind of like went into a folder that you, an envelope that you sealed. (laughs) And like, you know, six years later, you'll open it and be like, here it is from the beginning. Here's the answer to everything. Um, Or are you kind of figuring, is it kind of like a living, breathing thing that you're figuring out as you go? It's honestly both. I mean, we've had the big pillars mm. mapped out from from the get go. I mean, we we know the series finale. It is it is tweaked a bit. Um, you know, spoiler alert. Like I when I was pitching it to Brian, I was like, yeah, and everybody's dead at the end. Like you know, they all just die on Mars. And he was like, man, that's depressing. I was like, I know, <laughs> but we've grown from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that is not you know, sorry to spoil anything, but like that is not really the direction we're going to go in for better. And uh, all but right, all right. you know. Fair. Fair, fair. The story elements of where, you know, kind of checkpoints for like the greater universe of what we're doing at the Mysteries on Mars, those have always been laid out and we're still moving toward the same end goal. But what's really changed things for us is our character development. And especially with our, you know, newest season, like coming out, you know, probably in another year, once season four is done, written and recorded, is very more focused on like where our characters have ended up more so than where they need to go for plot driven reasons. And I have, you know, the utmost like highest thanks to give to our actors for bringing so much depth to these characters. I mean, you know, a fan favorite uh, of ours is is Jeff Thomason who's voiced by James Foey. And we originally were going to like ax that character early season two, but he, the first table read, I just like turned to Dan and I was like, we are not killing this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And they, I think it's really important to be adaptable. Um, another show I've, another former favorite of mine that I've lost a lot of respect for over the years was How I Met Your Mother. Um, but mm. I think they had that ending set in place, I think in season two or three. And I think that really came back to bite them because the characters grew a lot, changed a lot. Um, you know, for anyone that hasn't seen that show, just the main romantic thread, you know, turned into something else. And so we want to leave the flexibility for that as we move toward our final goals. So I'd say a little from column A, a little from column B to answer your question. Fair, fair. Now you sort of mention, so like right now you're working on 
you're sort of juggling two things at once. You're kind of still making and releasing season three. Yes. And then you're also kind of plotting and writing season four. Yeah. Um, how do you do that without your brain breaking, I guess, is the real way that I want to ask this. Like, I know that, like, when Zach and I end up working on, like, more than one thing at once, even if yeah. they're kind of, like, very separate things, we kind of end up, like, awake at three in the morning on, like, very depressing Zoom calls, just kind of yeah. being like, what is happening? How are we doing this? Did you do that thing? Did I do that thing? We don't even remember who did what thing. Hey, um, right there with you. Like, that is, that's us as well. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to juggle that. I mean, I, I you know, when you guys asked me the very before the show started, like, how should we introduce you? It's a loaded question. I mean, sure. I'm a <laughs> co-creator, co-producer, showrunner, writer, director. You know, minimal voice actor. I mean, I'll read the credits. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, I, was like, I was like, wait a minute, are you in there? But like, okay, as the voice, I the voiced credits. one newscaster the very first episode, and that's well, all. Wow, you sure, sure. I was the original voice of Dirk Wiles from the second episode, and then I was like, you know, listening to the cuts, I was like, I don't think, I think we should get like a real actor, and sure. I was like. I'm really glad you said that because I wasn't sure how to bring it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that rightfully Brutal. so. We all have our own skills. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it is It is a lot to juggle like doing producer notes um, on the back half of season three right now. I'm also the music supervisor because of uh, saying before all my training and Sam has, you know, been doing music for 30 years and so we work closely together on the music. Then I put on the hat to do showrunner, which is like outlining season four, you know, managing writer emails stuff like that and then i gotta put on the writer's hat and actually write a couple of the scripts luckily i have dan to co-write with but yeah it's um and then on top of that our production company you know we're not just making marisol we have other things in the pipeline that we can't talk about yet but yeah we, oh, we don't get an exclusive we don't get a we don't get a we don't get a drop for uh, something i'll text brian right now see if we can throw together a trailer yeah great <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, we probably could. But uh, no, it's like uh, we have weekly creative meetings that we want to bounce ideas off of each other. So it's it's a lot. And on top of that, um, you know, I had a baby nine months ago. And so new work life balance, big, big time. So to answer your question, I don't think there's a way you you can, you know, not feel really overwhelmed and really stressed out. But I think you have to like prioritize taking care of yourself because if you can't do that you're not gonna be able to do even a fraction of what you have to do right and i've of course I've especially gotten with a baby like drawing really hard boundaries um it's very hard for me I, i'm an ambitious person work was everything to me before you know meeting my wife and then obviously having the baby too and now it's like you know marisol isn't my baby it's not the end all be all and uh but <laughs> you can't just be like yeah i'm gonna work like less hard on it because then it's never gonna get done so yeah right did i answer your question it's, yeah it's hard that's the answer <laughs> well said um you mentioned getting a rush trailer <laughs> the marsfall official trailer is maybe one of the best audio fiction trailers i've heard and this is after oh, banging my head against a wolf 359 shaped trailer wall for many years which we still don't really exactly have um as much as like a cutesy ad Sure. Yeah. And this was, you know, like World 59 started in 2014, ended in 2017. The, the the nearest thing we have to a full trailer was made in 2022. Yeah. Like, you know, like that was the timeline for it. Don't worry. It took us, you know, a lot. It was after season two and a half or whatever that, you know, Brian put together that trailer. I mean, we, we were banging our heads for years trying to figure out how to do it. And I think what it really came down to was that we were, we just let Brian do it. Like we were all trying mm. to do it together. And then he's like, I know the show. Like he had just remastered the first two seasons. Like, I'm just going to sit down and mix this. Like I was trying to write a script and everything didn't matter. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's first of all, sorry, Zach, thank you so much for what you said. Like I'm definitely going to pass hey. that on to Brian. He's, he'd be thrilled. Cause that really is all him and, and Sam supplying the music. Uh, and yeah, we, we're just we're, we're lucky that we we found brian like as the original producers um but i think what he did is he like he wanted to tell a quick story and that was the way that he made his trailer he was mm -hmm. like this is a story about people surviving on mars so like how do we set up say with me the ordinary world the stakes the climax 
the you know the hook, the cliffhanger. I mean, you know, everything. Can you go a little slower. I'm taking notes on an um, unrelated <laughs> thing, and I just need you to uh, talk a little bit. Slower. Gabriel went over this months ago when we hired you to write an episode <laughs> for our season four. Which listeners, Gabrielle wrote an episode for our season four. <laughs> I didn't remember if that was in the out in the, that was out in the wilds or not. I didn't remember yeah. if we were authorized to talk about that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's in the wilds now. Well, let there we go. Be, if I, if we were in there, there's our nomad ideas exclusive. Yeah, Exclusive. Yeah. 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 But no, you don't remember from one of those four hour like meetings that we had on Zoom with like 10 other people. <laughs> but that's what it comes down to. I think like you're making a compact trailer that tells a little bit of a story. So, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with making it after the show wraps. Hell, that's better. You have all the material that you can choose from, but it's, it's a lot to condense, I'm sure. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I think ties it together gave me chills is the way that the score works in it Mm, um it doesn't just feel like you know sort of stock music you know layered over random quotes it builds it crescendos it drops and you get that sort of like you know you put the sparkle in the sizzle. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to tell Sam that too. So like, <laughs> you also have a background in music. I'm wondering like how that sort of factors into your audio fiction storytelling, if if you think yeah. it does at all. Oh, it, it, it is. It's like the basis for it. Um, you know, Sam was the first one to say this, and it's what we stand by is that when you're going into a podcast, you're down a sense, right? You don't have the visual element. And we're, you know, classical mu- music dorks we love opera so this idea of like a through composed score which you do see in movies of course in musicals um but where there's always music that's kind of setting the scene we felt that was really critical when you don't have the visual element and um so that is always important to us and sam and i will meet for you know anywhere from one to two hours for every episode and go through page by page and talk about the music and then he'll get to work you might throw out half those things we talked about but the way he can map music to the characters and also like paint a more vivid scene on top of the sound design without getting in the way. I've studied music for 25 years. I don't know how he does it so well. Like it blows, <laughs> blows my freaking mind. Um, and I, we always built it from the ground up that every character is going to have their own themes. Like Jackie has her own theme. Andy has his own theme, Chip, etc. So uh, using that to kind of tell the story, whether it's in an episode or, you know, with the trailer, we just focus on the Mars Fall main theme. I think actually Brian pulled everything uh, from existing music and then Sam just wrote in the little shadow theme at the end in that gap. And that was just like how he was able to kind of put it together to tease that little bit of mystery. So music is super important to us on a personal level, but certainly as a show, I'd say it's like one of the, you know, two or three foundational pillars of Mars Falls that we want to expose our listeners to awesome music. Something else I also appreciate from Wolf 359, um, you guys tapping into that too. It's just a delight to know that there are people out there, you know, pushing the good, the good word forward about music. No, absolutely. And yeah, and I absolutely... I do think that it's one of these things where when you listen to Mars Fall, the music is almost like its own character. Like it is kind of this like real active. It also adds absolutely to like the atmospherics of it. And it is kind of doing like what a score normally does of just kind of like couching the kind of emotional spine of a scene. But it is such an active force in establishing space and establishing sort of like, you know, momentum and establishing character. Um, So yeah, no. And I think that like you you all's music background and kind of like very deep level of thinking about music shines through in so much of the show. Well, thank you. That means it means a lot to me. And I'll, I'll definitely pass that on to the guys. So how do you think that the show has changed the most since its first season now onto its like oncoming fourth season? Like what, kind of, what do you kind of think are like the big evolutionary leaps that the show has taken? Well, our cast started pretty big and it's only gotten bigger. So that has certainly pushed us (laughs) to like dive more into characters. Um, You know, like I said, the main story pillars were kind of always there, but we, we joined a network a couple of years ago, actually moved to another network after that. And uh, you know, a year ago. And so, that is, has been a, an evolutionary push for us because we got a manager. And so now the show is feeling more produced. And I've started to really understand what it means to be a producer and a showrunner more than just like a writer who also sends all the emails. Sure. And I think that has really pushed us in new directions. Um, some things that I've resisted really hard, but have grown to accept um, because it's, it's like when you have a precious idea and then it gets 
I don't know. Like, I don't want this to sound like dirty, but like more commercialized. But mm-hmm. it's like well, we're in this because we want to make a living. I mean, I, yeah. uh, we're we're still indie. We do not make a profit, um, but we're able to, you know, pay our our people to do their work at you know low rates. But like, we're able to give something there. back. Yeah. yeah, and like that has been really important to us. Uh, it's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff more in the story. So I'm sorry if it's not totally on topic, but like that has been a really big push for us to like. Now, how do we enhance the story to, you know, support what is going on behind the scenes? Um, and so that's kind of pushed us into season four, where we were bringing in a whole new character um, and new plot lines and stuff, because uh, our network wanted more episodes than we originally planned. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, here's a real world hurdle that we need to figure out right. how to overcome. Eric, we could talk to you for days. We talked to you for weeks, one week per <laughs> season of the show that you've done. Um, I mean, but, I could talk alone for a week, so, you know, just, <laughs> but, you know, like the good folks on the other end of the podcast app, they've got places to be, they've got, yeah. you know, um, things to do, over. they've got they episodes to go of Mars Fall to listen to, they Ayo. gotta get to that, yeah. uh, so I think we're gonna leave it here for today, um, but thank you so much for being here, for filling Sarah Shackett's seat um, oh. with so much aplomb and so oh. much adroit skill. Um, well, thank you, good vocab. If folks want to listen to more of these amazing things that you do, what's the best place to do that? Where can they find you? Where can they listen to your work? Oh, Where I mean, you can go. Yeah, you can find us on any podcast app, you know, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify. Um, I think we're on Amazon now. So wherever you get your podcasts, check out Mars Fall. That is the only show we have uh, now. I also like to plug our Patreon, where we do have some more behind the scenes things. Um, we have a couple of mini series on there and we have all ad free stuff um you know more content always coming early release stuff is there so you can find the marsfall patreon just by searching marsfall podcast on patreon you can also find us on twitter and instagram at marsfall pod for any updates and we do have a newsletter that occasionally goes out so we're on the web yeah Oh, and of course, gotta plug our, our amazing website made by our designer, Bonnie Harden, uh, MarsFallPodcast.com. I mean, that's your one-stop shop for all access. Beautiful. Alrighty, folks. And with that, the time has come to bid you all farewell, but we will be back next week with more No Bad Ideas. Thank you so much, Gabrielle and Zach. It was a real pleasure. This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our Idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rena Sarame, Jeffrey Felsher, and Dia. Today's episode features music by Statesher and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen and share it with someone you love.